Hi. It's Adele and Zoe. And welcome. Hang, hang on, hang on. It's not fair. You're getting all the good words. Let's, let's switch this around. Okay, all right, whatever. Hi. Everybody. It's Adele and Zoe. And this is Friends from, from A, A to Z. 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 Joey, Phoebe, Chandler, Monica, Ross, Rachel, to us that are phenomena, here is our confession, friends and obsession, that never passed, so we made a podcast. I'm Adele. I'm Zoe. And this is Friends from A to Z. Hi everyone, and thanks so much for listening to our podcast, Friends from A to Z. Zoe, it's pretty clear so far that we love friends. We do. And we've made a podcast. We have. But what else can people expect? Well, we hope you are going to enjoy hearing us chat about each episode. We're going to dig into the detail. We're going to relive some of our funniest moments Mm -hmm. and throw in some trivia along the way. So one episode per podcast, starting with the pilot and all the way through to the very last one. Got it. And why are we doing this now? Because we have been such big fans for almost 25 years. We have. Uh, but it's interesting to watch something we know so well through new eyes. Uh, so we're going to pick out the things that strike us as unusual, some inappropriate things now, or some things that are just plain weird in 2018. Sounds good to me. And we really hope that you guys who are listening will join us for each episode. So please hit subscribe wherever you choose to listen. And you can join in on Twitter. So tweet us at friends from A to Z. And we'd really love to hear what you think. Shall we get started? Let's. Let's get cracking talking about this next episode. Uh, We shall start with our beautiful recap uh, of the episode in a jazzy format of an epidemic, which is the episode in the form of a limerick. So Adele, would you like to share with us the epidemic for this episode? Yes, I would. Please. Just as well. (laughs) Here Monica must face the facts. Any mess means she cannot relax. She will try to rebuke claims that she's not a kook and Joey's fired when his butt overacts. Oh, good. The rhyme's so good. Tell me that first rhyme again. Relax and... Here, Monica must face the facts. Any mess means she cannot relax. I think facts and relax is the strongest rhyme yet. That is so good. That is so good. Where am I going to go from here? They just keep getting... I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a little bit of constructive feedback on this one. Go. Look at your face. No, you're bloody not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm very open to this feedback. (laughs) I would love to hear the feedback. Um, That was four lines of Monica and one of Joey. I'm not sure it's as representative of the episode as some of the other ones where you show all three storylines in your epidemic. It was very hard. I'm so sorry. I feel terrible saying that to you. All right. Well, um, that was lovely, uh, really. Um, So we're now going to talk about it in detail. This is the one with the butt. Let's recap the episode and remind ourselves what goes on in the one with the butt. Especially because it wasn't all covered in the limerick. Yeah, because that limerick needs some, yeah, uh, clarifying. Um, <laughs> because there's a whole there's a whole other storyline going on here. I'm sorry. The fact, hey, about the facts and relax was so good. Yeah, yeah. That you know, there's yeah. pros and cons. Yeah. Net it out as yeah. average. 
Um, <laughs> the episode recap. Monica's obsessiveness is put to the test after Rachel cleans the apartment. Joey lands a film role as Al Pacino's butt double. Chandler enjoys a relationship with all of the fun, but none of the responsibility. Mm. So that's from the Internet Movie Database. That's our IMDb one. Um, so there are three different storylines. Three different storylines uh-huh. going on here. <laughs> not not two, as as you might have uh, uh, got from that first epidemic. Uh, there's three different things here. So the, a sentence on each. Very good IMDb. A nice, concise uh, recap. Netflix, what do you got to say about this recap? Joey gets his big film break when he's hired to be Al Pacino's stunt butt. Now, stunt butt. Let's just reflect <laughs> on that for a moment because what are people doing to this butt? <laughs> Normally, yeah. stunt is like there's grave danger. Yep. There's going to be some yeah. risk of injury. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stunt butt. Why would you not say butt double? I that is haven't that- the foggiest idea <laughs> That's a yes stunt is really about i'm falling off a building or something what something bad it's me? yeah yeah the al pacino <laughs> scarface is like i'm not you're not doing that no to my butt. no 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 stunt no it's in my butt. contract that's not happening that's to my not butt. happening to my butt. stunt but well um you know we have talked in previous episodes about the imdb one's pretty good the yeah. netflix one is usually quite terrible which He's is his old tricks, a shame and I, I think last time we saw that somebody else come and helped write the netflix one it was better and now with the use of stunt butt <laughs> god that doesn't even sound right does it's it? just an ugly phrase isn't yeah, it? yeah stunt butt uh yeah no yeah. good no good no. but we get the imdb nicely tells us what's going on so that's what's happening in the episode yeah that's the words what about the data should we see what the people think yeah i have a wild guess at whether this is in ranker.com's top 100 episodes so top 100 of all the episodes of friends has ever been is this in there so far in episodes one to five none of them have been in correct is that going to change today? No. Bloody hell. <laughs> it Still is not. nothing. It is not. Still nothing. And All perhaps right. reflected in the IMDb score as well. So we have already had a few episodes that equally rank in the IMDb database. They're all in the same position, which is 12th of 24 episodes. Slap bang in oh, the middle of the fine. season. Yeah. And the one with the butt is another one that scores 8.3 out of 10, putting it in 12th position, which means it ranks equally with the one with the thumb, the one where underdog gets away, the one with Mrs. Bing, the one with a dozen lasagnas, the one with two parts, part one, and the one with George Stephanopoulos. Yeah. So you've got a whole bunch that are sitting in the middle of the table. Yeah. So this is, we could say this is an averagely rated episode, sits in mm-hmm. the middle of that distribution curve. Where does it sit for you? Would you, are you putting it in the same region is it a strong performer for you or is it sliding down that table? I'm going to put it in the same region because I really like some of the episode and I really don't like some of the episode. Ooh. So when you're netted out, it's middle-ish. Oh, that's interesting. So you've got sort of extremities that are creating an average. Yeah, we've got three clear storylines cool. going on there. I like two of them and I don't like one of them. Well, I'm going to find out more about that. That's very interesting. For me, it slips down the table. Right. So my score, actually, and I had said to you, I think in episode one or two, mm. I wouldn't be scoring anything under eight. Mm. And this comes in at a round, flat eight for me. I'm not that crazy about this overall episode, I okay. have to say. Okay. So it actually ends up 22nd of 24 <gasps> 
goodness in my that really table. is lower than the people say yeah. and again it's not really because there's anything in it that i really don't like so i'm very interested to hear what has rubbed you up the wrong way so to speak mm-hmm. but it's just a bit meh, all right a bit flat okay so you're putting it in the middle of the season table but actually because you have strong feelings of both positive and some negative so let's maybe start with what you really love about it what is your extreme pushing up the scores to the positive end i think joey does well here I think Joey doesn't have much to do in the episodes before in series five, uh, series five, episode five with the, um, his storyline where he goes on a double date with Monica trying to break up a couple. He gets a little bit more to do. And now here he gets more of a showing. And I like that to see a bit more of Joey. Yeah. So I think that's great. And I think that um, it starts well with his play, his Freud play. Oh, you like that? I do like that. What do you like about that? It's just ridiculous. <laughs> All you want is, is a dinkle. All you want is a schlang. Something that you can tinkle. Something or simply let high. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I did not get that when I was younger when I watched no. Friends the first time around. Um, so I think that's good. And I think Joey... I Because in the first episode, like, in the pilot, for Joey just seems so unlikable and he seems so wooden as an actor but i feel here he's like he's getting he's getting into it a bit more he's vulnerable here isn't yeah he? yeah yeah so i like to see that from um uh joey maybe we start what should we start with that storyline then so this is him uh he, he's in that play he gets an agent who we do not see but we are mentioning for the first time estelle do you remember the ridiculously tenuous way in which he gets the agent not really chandler says the usher gave me this to give to you and hands a card. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking, A, if Estelle's there, she's just going to introduce herself. Yeah. B, she's told an usher to give the card to a guy who she doesn't even know is connected with Joey because Joey's been oh. in the play. And Chandler's just like a been random audience watching. member. Yeah, can you give this to Joey? <laughs> no, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was funny. Yeah. I actually rewound that and watched it oh, again. That's because interesting. Yeah, he yeah. mumbles it almost because I think even Matthew Perry must have been thinking this, this is yeah, in, really irrelevant and I don't really want to say it, but I've got to say it. Yeah. So yeah, he gets an agent, Estelle, who of course we are going to go on to yeah. know and love. Yes, we don't see her here, but this is the first introduction of her as a character idea. Um, and then, uh, so he gets his job and he gets it as Al Pacino's butt double. Yeah. Uh, not stunt butt. No. Uh, <laughs> Al Pacino's butt double. Yeah. And uh, so he goes off to do this uh, movie. The director directing him, do you know who that is? I don't. That is... Uh, one of the most prolific Friends directors James that is James Burroughs. Is it? Yeah, playing a director. Oh, isn't that lovely? I know. Uh, so he should know what he's doing. Yeah. Actually playing that part. So he um, he directs them there. And actually, recently they've had this James Burroughs... Um, yes, the, the mem- reunion. Memorial. Yeah. Not memorial. Not memorial. He's not dead. <laughs> well, not at the time of recording. <laughs> well... What, what would you call that? It was like a sort a, of a lifetime... Appreciation yeah. thing. Yeah. So a celebration. So it's nice to see him here in this first episode. That is great. I did uh, not know that was him. Episode. Yeah, yeah. That's him. And uh, and then Joey's in the shower and then he overacts with his butt. Um, yes. And I just, I think that's quite, I think that's quite a funny idea. And then, you know, you just see him, he's he's back home and I think it's quite a, a, a nice storyline for Joey. And I love how Phoebe at the end, and that shows how... <gasps> One of my favourite bits. Oh, good. Yeah, what happens? Uh, where 
uh, he's saying, yeah, no, I'm not it anymore. And I feel a bit grim. That, and again, again, this is reflective of this. You're in your 20s. You're struggling. Rachel, we've seen struggle in her own ways. And mm. now here he is, a struggling actor, yeah. like the most, uh, you know, very, very well-known concept. And, um, and she just really peps him up by saying, you know what? One day, kid's going to run home to his friends and go... You go, well, I got the part, I got the part. I'm going to play Joey Tribbiani's part. Mm. Yeah. Double. It's lovely, isn't it? It's lovely. And lovely. she's so authentic in that moment. She sort of mm. turns to him and she yeah. says, I believe big things are going to happen oh, for you. And it's just, she's yeah. a, she, you just think, oh, what a what a kind of friend to have. And that that's what you lovely. need in that age, isn't it? When you have these struggles. Your friends yeah. rally round and go, it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's very so And that's another one of those where that could have been a really cheesy moment. But the, I'm going to play Joey Tribbiani's ass, yeah. actually make, brings it around and makes it Yeah. Fun. While we're on the Joey storyline, mm-hmm. one of the things I like about the bit where he is telling them, well, he's evading telling them what part he's got. Mm. And he sort of distracts with all of these different Al Pacino mm. quotes. Is another one of these examples where you feel so inclusive, included into the group where they start cracking jokes that are funny in the pretend world as well as the real world. Oh, you like this, don't you? When yeah, this I do like yeah. this. So yeah, you get Chandler saying, he says something about, um, you finally cracked your way into show business. And then Ross does the whole, no, leave him alone, leave him yeah. alone. So you're going to invite him to the big opening. or And I just really like that because you feel like, I'm in that living room, I'm kind of laughing I along see. with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're not always together. laughing yeah, externally, you're laughing with them as well and another way so that's establishing that this is a friendship group and that's why we love these friends and another just little moment where they kind of establish that history between them is actually when they're first working walking into the play i think rachel's being a bit optimistic she's like oh "Oh." Oh, and they say you can always tell someone who hasn't been to a play of joey's yet you know it's just in in that one little sentence you get that sense of continuity Rachel's new, she hasn't seen it, but they've been going to his plays for some time and yeah. they're always terrible. And there's that great bit at the end where when he comes out and mm. they're like, oh, I didn't know you could dance. Yeah, and yeah, goes, yeah, what yeah. did you think? Oh, I, I didn't know, know you could And she goes, you were in, in a play. play. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah, think that's, good. Uh, that's very, very good. So that's so Joey. In, I mean, yeah. for me, mm. while we're on the topic, mm. you were saying, you know, you think it's quite sweet that he overacts and he... Pla- I just... It was just a bit silly. I felt like it was a bit of a throwaway idea, like... He can't even... I know the joke is that he's a bit of a bad actor, but I don't know. It's like, who would do that, really? Such a ridiculous way to blow it, like to be trying to overact with your arse. I mean, I suppose that's meant to be the funny thing, but for me, I was a little bit like, it's a bit of a... And the fact that the episode is named after it, it's not so throwaway it's like yeah. this is the main bit of the story so if you don't like that bit weak. then you've you've lost yeah, yeah you've yeah. lost some of the so that's joey um we have a couple of others so give us your other you've got one that you didn't like so much what's the other one that you did like storyline uh this one's probably of the three storylines if there's like a kind of i think they do uh internally uh <laughs> in the know on the show people who worked on the show which i obviously did not but they refer to them as a b and c storylines okay. so you always have the biggest one so i think for this episode it was joey and his al pacino but double that was his that's the a they're often quite balanced though aren't they that sort of suggests that there's a priority order but i always think like the last one mm. where you've got monica and joey breaking up that couple you've got rachel and ross at the laundromat and you've got um chandler and phoebe maybe doing i've break. got it wrong they feel very balanced maybe i've got it wrong no, i don't know well I'm maybe i've got it wrong that actually um Maybe that's the flip of this, is that actually, usually you get an A, B, C, but they share it out. I don't, don't know. know. We'll look at it. So, anyway. 
All right. So you've got the Joey one. You've got also then this one doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as prominent, but I do, I am a big fan through the years. I do think it's funny how they take the piss out of Monica for her cleanliness. It's just funny. It's and great. again, it's that warmth that this is a group of people who know each other really well. And that, um, you know, just this, this mockery of something like this is very um, gentle. And there's a really funny bit in this storyline where, um, uh, 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 she says uh, they're trying to like freak her out with stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Charlie walks across the room. He's yeah. like, "Someone's put a drink down without yeah. a coaster." It's a hot day. It's a cold drink. <laughs> she, yeah. Condensation is running. Oh, stop it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really funny. What do you think of this? Story I line? love it. And oh. there are there are two particular. I mean, I really like that bit. But there yeah. are two other bits that I really really love. One is when it's her the way she says the line where she's going to bed, and Rachel's like. But Monica, your shoes are just down there. And she goes, that's okay. I'll get them tomorrow. Or not. Yeah. It's just a really yeah, yeah. good, like... And Rachel says, you're going to get them in that... Ha- I'm just going to leave them in that haphazard yeah. manner. Yeah. And it's the way that Monica, like for her to even say, I'll just get them tomorrow. That in- is enough of a stretch for her that she has to recall it and go, or not. You know, it's like, well, that would just be insanity to not get them tomorrow. Yeah. That's great. And then, of course, the bit around the closing credits where she's lying in bed. I have actually done this. I mean, I'm not the tidiest person, but I things like this bother me. And I love that she... The bit that really gets me is when she goes, if it bothers you that much, just go out and get them and then get up really early and put them back before they get home. <laughs> I totally understand that. I don't know what's real or not real about you anymore. Like, what, are you, what are you preempting about oh, when I uh, see no, you? I just think that's great. And yes, of course, it becomes a massive... Um, thing for her doesn't yeah. it so I like the way they introduce it here where Rachel cleans and and it's kind of interesting Courtney stuff. Cox's way of acting this is much more subtle yeah. than through the years where she really mm. plays it up but she finds the funniness of it and I think I've said to you before that Matthew Perry was a huge like comedy coach for her she'd never done a lot of comedy before and some of the some of the delivery of her um like what it's so funny the way that she does start to be this clean freak is actually We've got Matthew Perry to thank for that. Yeah. And I like that she says, the old Monica would tell you to clean that Teflon pan with a plastic brush. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. We love that. So this then by process of elimination. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Means there is a storyline that is dragging down your score. Yeah. And it must be Chandler and Aurora. Chandler, Chandler and Aurora. And Aurora. Mysterious um, Aurora. Well, there you go. I'm not a big fan. But you tell me, what do you think? first then before i slag it off <laughs> not at all a loaded <laughs> not not question leading away. i when i was thinking oh which one is it that you don't like i thought it must be this one i didn't have very strong feelings about it i'm interested to find out why you didn't like it that much i think for me this actually moves me on to my friends through a lens but i'm going to leave that for a minute because i right. know what you've got to say about it there is something quite questionable about aurora's um uh origins because she's like he says she's italian i thought she was iranian by the way that's what i said in the other episode she's not he right. says she's italian but her accent is not italian she I, refers to herself as israeli well she's fought in the israeli army oh so yeah i'm like what where is this woman but i suppose well, that she's an enigma she's exotic she? she's yeah. a mystery she's just sort of mm-hmm. generally generically exciting and exotic yeah um it's all right i i, I really like chandler in this, I like, oh, that's not a good face that you're pulling now. Mm. I just like that bit where he goes, you know, there's two voices in my head and which one am I going to go with? Um, 
I don't know. I quite like that because at the beginning, of course, he's like, this is every man's dream. Yeah. And then he realizes that actually that's a fake, it's an unsustainable fantasy that you cannot, you cannot possibly. What's every man's dream? That you have a relationship with someone where you get all the fun stuff, but you have to do none of the boring stuff. Mm-hmm. So he likes the talking and the sex and the excitement and all of that stuff. And then he's like, but I don't have to get attached. Because she has, she has other a boyfriend and a husband. Yes. Yeah. And then he, of course, realizes that these things are on, they're not decoupleable. They are um, inherently connected. Okay. And he wants more and she doesn't want to give him more. So mm-hmm. he decides to break off mm-hmm. the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I, there's nothing as I'm thinking through it that's really jumping out of me that makes me find that difficult or negative. Is so, it funny? Is there anything funny about it? <laughs> Again, loaded <laughs> question. If you think something's funny, I will disrespect you. I mean, the, it's... Uh, okay, all right. I mean, it's quite funny the way he discovers that she's got these multiple partners. He kind of mm. hasn't, you know, he, that's a big discovery for him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what does he say? He goes, um, oh, you're divorced? No. You're widowed? Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also love that where he goes, uh, there'll be many moments in the future where I regret <sighs> asking this question, but who's Andrew? Uh, yeah. So I think that's quite funny. And again, the bit I like is when he's kind of trying to explain to her that he's got this split decision to make and he has to plump for one over the other you obviously though do not find it funny mm, they, uh, no I don't I don't think there's anything it's just it just feels a bit fake also I think it's maybe her delivery of some of it as well is that because um, she started talking about Rick and he's like who's Rick and she's like my husband you know just and she's like my husband yeah, idiot, idiot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then who's um, Ethan oh, my boyfriend idiot like I don't know. You want? I just. I want to like Chandler, and I don't like him because he's being. I don't like him as much here. He's not likable to me because he's kind of falling for this. Basically, because he just wants to sleep with her. Um, it just feels all very shallow. But isn't that the point of it? That's what he's looking for. Shallow. I know, and but then, I don't like him. But I don't, Chandler, I don't, yeah. I don't want to think of Chandler as just wanting and liking Chandler. It, the, it's every man's fantasy, Zoe. Even oh, Ross admitted it. Well, yeah, um, I think there is a funny line right in the beginning, actually, when Ross says um, about in this storyline because Ross says because um, uh, and that's it as well. I don't even like the beginning where he's just looking across the room. He's like, oh, hot woman, hot woman. I don't know. It's just like he doesn't know anything about her. He's just like, oh, hot woman. And um, why is this surprising to you? I don't know. It's really got me, hasn't it? They do it. Lots. Because the other thing that is would have been alien to us at the time is the dating culture in New York, I think. Because I find it a bit weird oh, that he just walks up to her and he's yeah, like, and well, yeah, yeah, spits yeah. out a number yeah, of words yeah. in an incomprehensible way. But that would be completely alien to me to do something like that. But in New York Maybe at the time it. in the 90s, it was perfectly normal, as I'm reliably informed from a friend who was living in New York in the 90s, right. completely normal to approach somebody, a stranger, and say, hi, I'm, you know, this person, and do you want to go out sometime? You know, that was very, very typical. And you see this on American TV a lot, that people talk to strangers. And I think because we're English, and I think because also we're in London, which is extremely anonymous, maybe we don't, uh, yeah, just kind of, Jars. The whole thing just feels ridiculous from the setup because yeah, no one would have do that. But maybe, maybe you are. Then he was living in New York in the mid nineties, and she used to go to a cafe hmm. where it's a bit like an early Tinder. Was it called Central Perk? <laughs> She's called Monica. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> You've made this up massively. 
<laughs> and she is real. And they used to have, um, like, you'd have your Polaroid taken. That's how dated this is in, in the cafe. If you were looking, if you were single and you were looking to meet people, you would have your Polaroid taken and it would go in this kind of photo album. You put yeah. your name. And then people who would come in the cafe, if they saw you across the cafe and they would say, can I see if that person's in the album? And then they, the cafe would put you in touch. So you'd give your number, they would give the number to the person in the album and they'd be like, this person came in the cafe last week, here's their Polaroid, do you want to meet up with them? And then you'd have your date in the cafe. So with the cafe, it was a great way of generating um, customers. It's well. like a slow motion Tinder. Yeah, it's like, yes, yeah, Tinder before mobile phones. Yeah. And then, but it was totally non-committal so it's like you literally you have a meal in this cafe like something pretty informal okay and then you're like oh it's great to great to know you you great know just, and even if you're in the cafe again, it doesn't matter yeah because the whole sort of thing as the cafe was that it's a great place for singles to meet people but there's no pressure all right so i think we perhaps find that a bit odd that you could just walk up to someone and introduce yourself yeah. with the idea of wanting to have a date but actually i think it's pretty normal maybe it's and okay. also she's very uh liberal in her attitudes to this so i think she's she's open to it come on then have quite a, literally have a conversation she is thinking i will happily <laughs> quite think any man who's approaching me is asking for a date because i'm totally up for that i do like and then the funny bit that i like about that is that um chan's like i could never get a woman like that and the girl's oh, like yeah. the girl <laughs> and the girls are like oh she's just a person he's like no i could never get a woman like that and um and he goes back me up here buddy and ross goes yeah, you're right. You could never get a woman like that in a million years. And he goes, and Chandler goes, thanks, buddy. Yes. Like, because you've, you've reinforced what I was saying, but it's a massive uh, yes. uh, n- non-compliment. Rachel, I think, says, oh, come on, you're always seeing these really hot girls with these nothing guys. You could be that guy. Yeah. And again, he goes, oh, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, on that storyline, mm. this brings me to something uh, a little bit more cultural right. actually but i'm gonna i'm gonna put it under the friends through a lens banner but lens is on lens. all right Descend that lens. Oh, that's nice good that anyway yeah. she's that again and it's when they're discussing this and they say this is every man's fantasy and ross tries to broaden the discussion by talking about the concept of monogamy and its role and actually how it has mm-hmm. some merits and they all pretend to fall asleep and then, which is quite funny as another way of establishing a character. These people know each other really well. Here's Ross going off on one of his yes. things again. Funny. And then they go, no, 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 tell us, tell us. And yeah. then he says, there's a theory put forward by it and they all do it again. Yeah. Now, this is a recurring theme, obviously. And it sort of culminates, if you like, quite badly in the Bahamas conference mm-hmm. where they only go for the sunshine. They're not mm-hmm. interested in stuff. And actually, mm-hmm. Joey and Rachel take the piss out of his entire speech mm-hmm. because they like the word homo because it's quite funny. Mm-hmm. Them. which might have a yes, friends through maybe, a lens connotation have, when we get to that episode we'll yeah. do big lens on that one but it's a school of thought there is a theory that he's written that the dumbing down of american society hmm. can be traced back to a starting point of the way ross is treated by his friends in what the sitcom yes so they wow that's interesting any sense of intellectualism or academia is ridiculed <gasps> And it's seen as uncool and just silly and geeky. boring and yeah. geeky and not something you want to be associated with. And I read a paper on this, which is that that entire, where we are today, sort of 25 years on, which is again, you know, we're all sick of experts and all this kind of stuff. You can trace back to them treating Ross with ridicule because he tries to be, because he is, he is clever and he thinks about things in this way and he's able to extrapolate. O-M-G. And they are not interested in listening to that at all. They just take the piss. They're interested in shopping them. or they're interested in chatting up women exactly. or they're interested in exactly. being clean. 
And that it's the is first so example of this where he tries to explain something that actually I would quite like to hear. It's quite interesting. And they just shut it down and he sort of learns that's not for this audience. They don't want to know. So the biggest show on American television today, highest rated, do you know what it is? Game of Thrones? Uh, nope. Sitcom? Um, well, just show, apart from sport. Ellen? No. Uh, it's the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. So this is interesting. They're total nerds. They're nerds, but it's so they do it is mocking but not in the same way so sheldon is a genius and they mock him a little bit but you kind of have that respect for well all of them because they're all doctors like right. rosses so right. isn't that actually a little bit interesting that all these years on it's yeah. a very and it's the same it's nbc right it's the same no it's cbs it's different network. oh is it it's different network. but but it's something whereby these men who are geeks, there's actually a kind of more... Yes, there's funniness in it and there's comedy in it, but it's actually respected. You can identify with it. That has really made me think that this Ross thing is never really respected by them. It is something that they snore mm. and pretend to sleep through. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that is a bit of Friends for the Lens. Do you have any other... Looking back on this nearly 25 years on... Um, anything else that strikes you as a bit jarring for your 2018 eyes and ears? Just that, I mean, Aurora's relationship morals and ethics are questionable because she is, in a way, because she's, she has multiple relationships that are Mm. happening. However, she's transparent about it. Mm. So, you know, Joey's famously completely promiscuous and actually get you know doesn't tell other people that he's seeing them seeing other people whereas she is very upfront about it and he's like you know take it or leave it kind of thing seemed to be very shocking you know monica's like this is twisted you know what why are you getting involved in this and i just wonder whether is that because i don't know is that just because she has multiple partners or is it because she's a woman and she has multiple partners i i don't know because mm-hmm. they're, they're they're a bit down on joey about it but they just see it as a kind of quirk of his personality yeah, you know he's yeah. a fiery italian he's a passionate, good-looking guy lady killer for her she, monica's like stay away she's clearly twisted yeah so there was just i don't know if it's quite that i know dodgy, but i was just thinking, i know i thought the same thing that was my kind of similar theme is that i can't work out if that is jarring or okay that actually she's the ultimate feminist yeah. in a way because she's like I want men. I want to have sex with these men, and I and I'm, I'm open about yeah, it. And they make the choice. And then. they make the choice. You don't want it. Fine by me. And in fact, when Chandler says, "Oh, you know, it's the second guy. Actually, I I need to get out," she's like, "Okay, all right, your yeah. choice. Done." She doesn't say, "Okay, I'll finish with the other guys," and then not really finish with them and just lie to Chandler. Mm. She goes, "All right, if you don't want to be a part of this, yeah, then yeah. that's fine. off you go." Yeah, all right. I do think it's a bit minging though that she just kind of gets out of bed, puts a dress on. <laughs> and then she's like oh, I'm off to see I'm off Andrew <laughs> like lucky old Andrew <laughs> she's having a bloody shower before she gets there <laughs> lucky old Andrew um, favourite joke we haven't talked about yet what is your favourite joke my favourite joke is back to the Joey storyline the butt double storyline there uh, that and you know to be honest this is not a proper lol moment go on um, but it's the which kind of represents that this episode doesn't have it's not hilarious yeah um but uh he's like oh i didn't you know i didn't get the butt double i'm not a butt double anymore and i think monica says someone says 
oh, you know, no one will even notice. And he goes, my mom will, which is funny. And then Chandler makes it even funnier by saying, there's something so sweet yet disturbing about that. And um, I think that's quite a neat little joke. Yeah. And we're going to meet Joey's mom relatively soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I believe him. That she would, that she I believe would that she would She'd know her 26-year-old son's butt. But. Yeah. I wonder what Al Pacino's mum would say. She'd be like, it's not your butt. The Al Pacino thing is, in- is interesting in a way, isn't it? That it's a stunt butt. No, she wouldn't say that because nobody <laughs> except that Netflix reviewer uh, yeah. uh, says it. And the Al Pacino thing that strikes me as well is that this show gets so massive that probably in later seasons he would have been, you know, even Al Pacino would have been like, let me on, let yeah. me on it. And he is at this point just talked about as an off-screen character. Yeah. Because um, Charlton Heston at one point, doesn't he, comes in and Joey's doing some film with him and you yes, see Charlton Heston. There, yeah. You actually see him. And I think that's kind of interesting that at this point they couldn't, they didn't have the credibility to get the big stars in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a while till the first celebrity cameo, isn't it? What's your favourite joke? My favourite joke is something that Phoebe does, which becomes a bit of a trope for her. It becomes a thing that she does lots more times she's so good at it where she basically says the same sentence twice yeah that changes the emphasis in order to remove the insulting meaning that the sentence has so when they see joey after the play and chandler says the usher gave me this card and he goes oh estelle um i'm gonna get have an agent she wants to represent me and then phoebe goes because of this play and then joey looks at her and she goes because of this play oh, and she does that a funny. few times later on as well yeah. where she changes the emphasis and I just really like it because it's exactly the same sentence Yeah, and you see her it's the response they're all having but it comes out of her mouth and then she's like oh I can say that again and, and change the meaning of it so you I have said Phoebe a few times is your favourite joke I think I have and you know I'm surprising but myself but in the pilot episode you were a little bit down on yeah, Phoebe yeah I was and actually I would have said before we started doing these that Phoebe was my least favourite character but actually maybe that's also what I think you might have even said that to me but yeah. now she's she's she she's cropping yeah, up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. talking of best friends then who's your best friend in this episode I like Joey I'm partial to a bit of Joey and I just think he's more comfortable here than we've seen him he's got this storyline which I find quite endearing and um there's, you know, a fun. I think because he's been so unlikable in the first few episodes, where he's just a ladies' man. What's the word? Not lady killer, like a lady. Mm, lady killer, yeah. Woman, yeah, something or other. He yep. likes, he likes women. Uh, uh, so I think now it's nice to see a different side to him. Yeah. Okay. Gets a bit more. Get a bit on. A bit, a bit more meat flesh on Joey's bones. <laughs> <laughs> his, his butt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My favourite friend in this episode is Monica. Right. I Why just, is that? I just really, I love that neat freak side to yeah, her that it continues. Funny, isn't and it? I like the, when they first come in and then Rachel's like, I cleaned. And then Monica goes, oh, you've moved the, by the way, Ottoman, completely different thing in the UK. Yeah, that green little you've moved, weird moved thing. the green Ottoman. Yeah. And then they all kind of, there's an intake of breath, isn't there, where they're like, <gasps> oh. Yeah. they know they know yeah. I, mean, I just love that bit at the end where she's like oh just when she's in bed going oh god I don't, yeah no yeah, yeah, I think yeah. That's great. you she can identify with that a little bit. that was the one with the butt which means 
we come to episode seven mm-hmm. next time. Which is? It's the one with the blackout. Oh. Don't give anything away. I know, I was like trying to neutralise that. Oh, <laughs> it came out just <laughs> super, super weird. I wasn't uh, It's like a sounded um, sound in a pain. So please don't forget to subscribe wherever it is that you're listening. Tweet us if you like, at friends from A to Z. We'd love to hear from you and we really hope you can join us next time. Until then. That's our podcast. Thanks for listening to the end. Friends from A to Z, we hope that you come back again. You've got a confession and you share our obsession too.